Welcome to The Catch. A place where people can share their stories of how they were caught to be set free. Where each story points to the big story. The message of the cross. Hey everybody, welcome to The Catch. My name is Cheryl. My name is Ryan and today we have Dominique Johnson. How you doing, man? I'm good. How y'all doing? We're doing good. We're just so glad that you're willing to come on our show. Um, one of the new things that we've been doing, what do you want to call it? Yeah, rapid, rapid fire questions. Yeah, we got some rapid fire oh, questions for five you. questions and you are, um, all you have to do is answer which one you like more. That's it. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> oh man, this, this is going to be interesting. Let's go. All right. All right, here we go. All right, you do the first one. Okay. Huh? Wait, how so many I got? Okay. Just five. Just five. Just okay, five. good, good, good. Okay. <laughs> Winter or summer? Winter. Winter. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to Waffle House, you ask for pancakes or? I don't, but I go to IHOP for some time. <laughs> hey, and I'm bad. Cause when I do go, see, that's probably why I can't lose any weight. When I do go to Waffle I get the double waffle. <laughs> get the double? Hey, I, about to, I almost answered the question both. Go ahead, though. No, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, so the new thing now is the debate is whether or not to put sugar and grits. What do you think? Whoever puts sugar and grits need to be delivered. <laughs> hey, I'm the same like, way. Sugar don't hey, go I, on I, grits. I, I cannot do it, man. No. Um, so uh, football or basketball? Oh, basketball. Okay, so college or pro? Ooh. I know y'all said quick. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Pro. I'm gonna go pro. I'm gonna go pro. Yo, go pro. So, yeah. what's your pro team? What's your pro basketball team? You to be know specific? what? Real quick, just just overall, y'all know I don't do like favorites and stuff like that. Like I don't have I, only only favorite I might have is a color. So when you ask a question like that, I don't have like a team. I but I think if I had to go with like legacy, it probably be like the Lakers. Uh, yeah. I have players I like. I have players I like. Yeah. Okay, so who's your favorite player? What you a LeBron fan or? At this present moment, I am, sir. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm but a Laker fan, time, man. Yeah, but all time, you know, I played point guard. I'm pretty big now, but um, I, I played point guard, man. So I like cats who can get triple doubles. So I like like the Magics, the the um. Jason Kids, I like those guy who, oh, yeah, yeah, but LeBron is a beast right now. I mean, nobody ain't doing that at 37, 38, nah, ever, yeah, <laughs> ever, yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. doing that at 37. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, just MJ, that, MJ, that dude, like MJ brought a mentality to it, but when you start, man, you talking about 6'8, 240, yeah, I'm still taking Jordan, I don't care what nobody say, yeah, it's tough, I'm, it's tough, I'm it's still tough. taking Jordan, it's I don't care, it's hard to go against money, Mike. <laughs> Well, we do like to ask those questions just kind of like as an icebreaker. But one of the first questions that we like to ask on the catch is just to get the background story. So we know right now that you're a pastor. Um, you're in Macon, Georgia, correct? Yes. Yes. And so you're at the Kingdom Life Church? Yes. Yeah. Yep, called Kingdom Life. It ain't even church, to be honest with oh, okay. you. Okay. It, it, I mean, of course, it's a church, but yes. I just live it like as a movement, right? Just Kingdom yeah. Life. You know oh, what I'm saying? So we kind of want to get the backstory of how you grew up. So are you from Macon? I'm from Macon. I'm from, as we say, I'm from East Macon. Okay. It's a <laughs> yeah, Macon and East Macon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we do that. So I grew up in um, Macon, East Macon, went to all schools on the, on the, on the east side. Um, 
both parents in the house. My dad suffered with an addiction while while we were young. I think, and I I named that because it shakes my ministry a little mm -hmm. bit, shakes my whole lifestyle. Um, uh, had have three sisters, uh, and so grew up, man. Uh, kind of interesting. When I, and the reason why I mentioned my dad's addiction because I think it helped. Um. Uh, People peer, he's clean now. We he, so we we a trip. He's a trip yeah. to his original, but it helped me get in touch with everyday people. So like, regardless of uh, the degrees I have, I guess let me set set that all the way out. So went to Northeast High School, graduated from Northeast High School, uh, went to Pine College and played there, played basketball there for four years. Came back home, just doing my thing still, like just. Yeah, whatever it was, that was I was doing. Um, have a master's degree, have an MBA, international business, have an MA in practical theology, and now I'm working um, on on my D men at Virginia Union. Um, I'm married yeah. to Chandra Johnson, and I have two kids, Joshua and Kirsten. And so mm -hmm. that's it. My growing up, um, and please stop me at any time. My growing up yeah. was literally like the normal kid. I think my what would afforded me. Uh, y'all was the fact of I had this double side man where education was pushed in my house right right but I had but we very much had like this street feel I can't always call it street just a Cornell yeah. West call it everyday people you know what I'm saying right. so what happened with my parents at the time I'm working for Brian and Wilson which you know at that time you had people who didn't even have college degrees making a good little bit of money and so oh, yeah. So what happened was I was able to be exposed to some stuff, but I was still like in the hood. If that makes sense. I still right. so you had this double mentality. Uh and I, I did stuff like, man, like I said, I played basketball, but I did stuff like I read the whole trilogy of the Lord of the Rings when I was in the eighth grade. So you got this little dude from the east from the east side reading <laughs> like Lord of the Rings. So I was thinking the other day, I heard um John Kenny. He's a former dean of uh Virginia Union School of Theology. And so y'all, what he said was sometimes you gotta have with a, a library meets the corner. I think I'm probably more a library meets the barbershop. And the reason why I would use the barbershop over the corner is because everybody goes to the barbershop. Whether or not you are a hood dude, so to speak, uh, uh somebody who's kind of well off, it, you gotta go to that barbershop. But I but yeah, I'm a library. So so you marry the two. Right, it's kind of like mm -hmm. Paul being a cosmopolitan Christian. That's why God was able to use him. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I probably went way past the purview of what you asked me, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no man, that's great. No. So when was it that you kind of started your relationship with Jesus? Um, did it start at that, a young age, or? That's a great question. I, 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 my family started going to church. Well, we always had a belief. I don't know how that is. Mm -hmm. We always had this belief in God. I got baptized the first time like 13 14 right i wasn't living the life though i would say around um 27 26 27 maybe a little bit before then man my my my, my wife my girlfriend who was my wife at the time she got serious with her walk and you know you know me you know how guys can be you know hey, i'm i'm down guys i get down <laughs> I'm a, I'm a cute, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? But you know, uh, and at that time, man, I, I was riding home uh, from 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 a situation and I, I heard what I believe and I was the spirit of the Lord. So you about to miss your blessing. Mm 
Um, and, and what had happened was this. Let me tell the story. A good friend of mine, we would have rolled downtown. I didn't go in the club. We called it a stroll through. So we were just riding through, and we see two of my homeboys outside, like, fussing. Like, I'm going to get... But what they is, one of my dudes, he's trying to calm down our other friend because his wife is in the club and some dude did something. So we get out the car and, you know, but it's either put y'all know I'm open. But we got the car. I got my little 38, got my car with no like, okay, what's up? Like, what we what's going on? Don't nobody know it. Long story short, nothing happened to pursue. And at this time, I'm working on my MBA. Let me keep that in mind. Mm. So when I get in the car here, I hear you know, you're about to miss your blessing. I'm like, what are you talking about? At this time, my, my, my girlfriend, who was not my wife, had went her separate way, me with other And I had a good friend who disciple, actually discipled me. He actually called me, man. He, he operated in the prophetic a little bit, word of knowledge. He said, God, dealing with you, ain't it? I said, what you talking about? I said, yeah. And so, man, we had this talk. Long story short, that was it. So to answer your question, Sarah, I think I, I would say, because I got home, I graduated 23. I, well, we did two years of some damage. I'm going to leave it at that. We did two right. years of get it in. <laughs> yeah. Get it in. You know what I'm yes. saying? around <laughs> 26, 27, that occurred. Because I got married at 28. And so so it was right around then that I, that I came into. I, I call it my rededication. I call it my mm-hmm. my true Jesus experience. I always had a belief. I always honored and revered. But I call it coming to my true sanctifying experience during that time well, that's awesome that's a yeah yeah great story yeah, i love find some of the stories oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's okay nah, you good man around, literally around like dope dealers dudes who like one of my dudes went to went to prison in ninth grade man because they got the fight at the schools and it, it overlapped into the neighborhood that day and he shot through a dude door and killed him so like He's out now. Uh, so, you know, it was crazy. I mean, it was this mixed dichotomy for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, you heard my parents had the, the decent job that could expose up the stuff, but I was amongst, I was in the everyday, like, crowd. So I was like, I'm getting my schoolwork, I'm playing ball, but at the same time, I could go sell a diamond bag of weed or something when I got a cop. You know what I'm saying? It was just crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even really explain it. And so, yeah, you kind of had like a like a collision of you know what you should be kind of going toward but then it's still like colliding with the other side of life yeah um, yeah it's, yeah, yeah. You know, I, sometimes i can explain it but it, what, as i mature in my thought i'm like it was crazy like what was you doing mm-hmm. but i think it was just something that appealed to me from that side right like i like like i like moves like the godfather the why mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's something right. like but i like to do that but now so but it helps me in my ministry today because one of the things I think is one of the best compliments that you can you can give a person, and uh, well, most people say about me is that you get what you see. They they say, "Not watch this." In ministry, this shouldn't be like a a real prevalent word, but they say authentic. They say mm-hmm. authenticity. Like that's what you get from me. Like I can only be me, but I can, like I said, I use Paul a lot. You know, you can, I, you can, you, man, you can dress me up. I can go and sit down with with mayors and presidents. And if you want to go to the want to go to the block, we can do that too. <laughs> yeah, like, same dude. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. dude. You know same dude. Yeah. Yeah. And people are drawn to that. They're drawn to the relatability, and they're drawn to, you know, just you not being fake and you're real. And 
they trust you like when yeah. you do that you know so yeah so how did your life start to change when um you really rededicated your life to jesus yeah um i think sis i think you know your mind get clear you definitely go and see where the hand of grace and mercy was on over your life like i can mm -hmm. remember some situations i was like oh yeah that was he definitely was saving me i think i think one of the main things one of the main things and i tell people I didn't rededicate, get saved, or whatnot to preach, right? I, I want to be right with God. I wanted my life to go in the right direction. Even if I wasn't called to preach, I would still be equipping. I'd probably be, which I do a little bit now, I'll be doing some coaching or something. But I think one of the main things that changes, uh, I find purpose. I find out my, my, my true purpose. Mm -hmm. First of all, I find identity, which I think that's a constant thing for us, right? We're constantly right. renewing and fighting for our identity. So I find out who, who I was. And who I was supposed and who I was called to be, mm -hmm. you know. Even in that, you know, it's interesting. Like my uh, Dominique, when you look it up in French, it, it means priest, or Dominic mm -hmm. comes from Dominus, which means lordly or whatever, right? So my parents right. were really going to call me like Levi. Which guess what? <laughs> I mean, and they and Trevor, they weren't thinking about no no priest stuff. My daddy probably just like Levi Jeans, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so, <laughs> yeah. But my mama said when she was going into the way into the room to birth me, her story, she tells it the same way. You know how your mama had these stories. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But her story didn't never change. We'll mess with her sometimes to try to see if she's gonna change. But her story <laughs> literally that would be my sister though. But her story yeah. literally as we go as, as she was going into the uh the living room, she saw two angels or uh, angels said, name him Dominique. Oh, wow. mm. And Man. like I said, and the reason that's why I gave it the definition of my name. It means priest mm -hmm. or lordly. Man, I believe it too. You know, it ain't no <laughs> like all the way. Said not not back then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know how your mama be talking about. You know how you we be like, okay, mom, right? Yeah. 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 So were there any people in your life that really just planted that seed that just really drove it home for you? I know you mentioned your friend kind of telling you, you know, and discipling. Yeah, discipling. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, it was literally everybody. Like I said, you know, as you grow in faith, you look back now and realize it's a part of sanctification. But so when I say this now, we do at my family does have a foundation of faith in that. My dad will tell you now, even with some of the language that made whatever. He gonna get all honor to glory to God. And I think for me, what it was, because I got discipled now in the old school holiness Pentecostal church. Right. So you gotta understand how the difference between grace and everything being a sin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Really learning about transformation. So I definitely still had to give it to my parents, or at least, you know, letting us know, taking us to uh the church and letting us, you know. Like, now nah, you need to give God some time. Even when I was in college, my parents would call me, bro. You know, they'd be like, what you doing? I'm doing what I'm doing. You gonna give God some time. You know, I'd be doing <laughs> that through the phone. So then yeah. my parents, um, man, there's a lot of people who just poured into me once they saw me literally go down this walk and saw how serious I was about my walk of salvation. Not my call. This is what I want to always tell people. It was never the call to preach. It was always about me being conformed to the image of, of Christ. And so people just um, really pointing to me. Or like I say, uh, Bishop Elmo Daniels at that time. Other people, uh, Pastor Paul Vault, 
uh, I ended up learning a lot from uh, Apostle uh, Pitts, who's at Covenant, David Pitts, who's at Covenant Church of Jesus Christ, who's now going on to be with the Lord. So there was several people, man. My wife, my wife even, you know, she, you know, you know how they do. You know how they do, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you get a little bit. They had bit. to tune you up, man. Uh, hey, but he, why did, wait, Ryan, you, I ain't passing no other time unless something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I get reminded. I get reminded then. I don't know if she oh, yeah. do you like that. She might say man of God or something. I don't know. But I get reminded that pastor when any other time is neat. You know, but let me not right. I should do something. I'm I'm past it in. You know right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's so in, in short, even though I tried to name some, Cheryl, that's a good question. Um, it's almost too many names. But yeah. Right. I, and when I say that, I'm not like just open to everybody, but man, I just want to be right. And I believe in I believe in accountability. I believe in honoring those who mm -hmm. and I don't want to get into that. But I see now, man, and I'm still a young guy, I'm over y'all, uh, of course. But I just see now a lot of people, man, they, we, let me not say they, we running for platform. We don't show honor. Can't nobody check you. You know what I'm saying? I know we grown, but somebody ought to be able to pull your coattail and say, hey, you yeah. chill out right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and, mm -hmm. and you not take it personal. Yeah. And you know? you're not, like, you got to be corrected yeah. every now and then. Like, you ain't got it right. You know, even right. if you disagree with an asshole, it, I don't know. It works for me. Let me say it like that. Right, mm -hmm. it it works yeah. for me, yeah. And I always looked at it. People respect you more too when you can be, you know, honest with them. And you know, and if you got to pull them aside, and now it's just people just let you go wild, wild west. You know, like yeah. do whatever. Then, you know, you ain't got to check nobody. I, just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then how can I, as a pastor, provide some type of spiritual correction or discipline somebody if I won't receive it from nobody? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it got to be somebody to say, even if it's, if, even if we peers, you know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, you you been at home? Like, all right, you need to probably, yeah. you been on the road too much. Well, we ain't, ain't nobody on the road too much lately. But you you get what right. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know what? Hey, man, you might just stay at home, man. You been traveling, your kids, how your son? Like, somebody got to check check you on that stuff, man. Because mm -hmm. you'll get out of here, man, and thank you, God, Gil. But you know what? You you got to come back home and take out that trash. That's what you don't do. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we asked you that question. One of the very first um, people that we did interview was Justin Brown. Yeah. And when we asked him that question, your name is, um, he said your name. And so you really helped him and discipled him. And I think it's so important for all of us to have people that disciple us. Um, because like you said, we, we need to be right. checked. We need yeah. to you know grow and in order to grow we need people that you know have more be, wisdom in this and, yeah and be yeah like you said more wisdom and and to be honest with you and mm -hmm. you know yeah. for you to receive it you know as, as well yeah. so now, i just had that fathering type thing on me or something like that like i said i always was was chosen as captain like i said when you reflect back on stuff you see mm -hmm. even if i want to lead in score and none of that, that guys uh, Ryan, you used the word guys trusted me. They knew I had their best interest. At the end of the day, and, and this is where I even work with Justin, like I tell people like communication wise, Justin is one of the best communicators I heard, even over me. I don't have no problem with that because that's a mm -hmm. spiritual son. I want to see him go further. Right? Mm -hmm. And see with me right. playing point guard, guess what I want to do? I set you up to score. I that's got right. the ball. You can't you can't get the ball <laughs> as I give it to you. 
Right. Yeah. Like I got a book coming out about all this because it like when you say I'm trying to sit down, I don't have to go, but I can. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will if I need to. But I love I used to love to let see people score, man. I yeah. go mm-hmm. and one of my friends who's a, my assistant coach in college, right? He was just like, Hey man, do you just go tell your mom you go on the pass the ball, you go on the shoot ball, you go to the deal. <laughs> shoot, shoot a little bit more. But I would still yeah. get like my 10, my 12, 13 points. I was fine. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to see other people score, man. And it doesn't matter to me. Because I realized this. You won't score if I don't get you the ball. Right. And yeah. one of the biggest things I think is sometimes in any kind of career or any kind of aspect of life is a lot of people want to outdo or outshine others. But really, we should be out honoring them. Yeah, and like doing our best to oh, outserve that was, them, and that was good. That yeah. was good. Yeah, I think if we understand that, that's the key, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can I cannot help you. See, see mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying about when you go back to your identity. When we go to knowing our purpose, I understand my purpose is to equip people for life and leadership. So I'm gonna equip them. Anything I'm doing outside of that, I'm, I'm going outside my my what I'm called to do. As a leader, I'm called to help people get to, get to where they want to go. Matter of fact, my whole right. mission statement is to transform lives and impact communities and corporations by equipping people for for life and leadership. Right. So, so it's it, it, like y'all can call me, man. What y'all need? I try my best to help you. If yeah. I can't, I'll hook you with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, hey, man. Okay. Yeah, we really yeah. do appreciate. Yeah, you. we appreciate you being like, on, man. I've yeah. never met you, but I was just really excited that you were willing to share your story with us. Um, so we appreciate you coming on. But one of the last questions that we do like to ask is if there's oh, a man, word of encouragement. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it ain't long. It ain't that long. Yeah. Um, yeah. if there is anything that you would like to say, just to encourage the people that are listening, just a word of encouragement. Uh, I think. Ooh, that's good. There's so much. I'm, let me try to. Mm-hmm. Let me. Sometimes I tell people it's not what you're gonna say; it's what you're not going to say mm-hmm. uh, that makes you effective. I would just say, man, it's real simple. Just love God, love people, keep it and keep like keep the faith. Like get a and get a good. And, you know, this is a, this is gonna go to the saints, but get you a good balanced meal of the word. And what I mean by that is. I believe, you know, I believe, I, I understand we got the people talking about this prosperity gospel, all that. I, I, I take it from another angle and call it, but let's talk about the stewardship principle. I think the more I steward was in my hand, the more God will bless me to be a channel, right? I don't I don't think he gets any glory about me bragging about my riches or about me talking about I'm poor. I think somewhat the truth is the tension is right there in the middle. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because, you know, this pandemic has taught us that there's something that we're not going to be able to sow away or pray or necessarily pray away. We're going to have to become conformed into his image and deal with him. I think we have to, I, I'm, I'm trying to encourage people, not necessarily, I want to say a theology of suffering, I'm going to call it a theology of going through, but know that when you go through, he said he'll be there. I think mm-hmm. it's in Isaiah when he said, when you go through the fire, when you go through the flood, I'm gonna be with you. If you notice that uh, the read, he didn't say if he said when. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it's just a matter of time when, but you gotta know he's there. He tells us, hey, in this world you're gonna have tribulation, but take care, overcome them all. 
So stand strong in that matter. You know what I'm saying? Stand strong in the fact he with, he with us. You know, we talk about, like me from my tradition, I'm about to cost the right. So I'm I'm, I'm privy to some some of the stuff. Or you talk about apostolic <laughs> moves. And so it's like everybody got this title of apostle. I'm not knocking that. But when you look at Paul, say with his chief aim of being a apostle, he said, man, I've been, I've been shipwrecked three times. I've been beat. Right. I've been hungry. I've been lost at sea. And so I think saints, let's get this, let's get back and show the world that we can stand even in the midst of trouble. Mm-hmm. That even when it don't go our way, right? I mean, even yeah. when it don't, when you think about it, all all the disciples except they say probably John were martyred. That's mm-hmm. something to think about. Peter is writing in Rome to the Philippians, and he's in jail next to a man, jail jail locked up next to a guard. And get what he writes, right? Rejoice. Mm-hmm. But then again, I say rejoice. We talking about the gospel, not just the hoopla. Like, don't let nobody fool you. There's power in the gospel. There's mm-hmm. hope in the gospel. You imagine that your back split open, you chained mm-hmm. to a man, and you write to some people who don't who who you don't even know if the letter gonna get there. Mm-hmm. And you say rejoice. Oh my God, man, I'm about to go in. But I'm gonna hey, man, I'm stop. telling. Yeah, my last thing, I just want to get to my life. Everybody want to get to their life like this. You want to die on empty. Mm-hmm. Paul gets to the end of his life. We know this script. He said, now, now, Timothy, check it out, homie. It's about to be over. He said, mm-hmm. but I, I ran a race. Mm-hmm. I, then he said, get away. This is what he gave me. He said, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to be poured out like a drink offering. Woo! Mm-hmm. All I can tell you, man, if you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. Oh. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm man. Stop. I'm hey, I'm ready to run through a wall right now, man. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you're right, though, man. That that you know, give it all you got, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. yeah, the gospel awesome. is life changing, man. If we don't realize, that, I know sometimes we want the miraculous every day. I want. I believe in miracle signs and wonders. But sometimes it's just like sometimes you're gonna come home, you're gonna be like, babe, what's for dinner? I ain't cooking. Okay, I'm gonna go back here, cook me a hot dog. It's just life. Let's just live life, but glorify him at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. And even in the routine task, just yep. like cooking and stuff like that. Yeah. Just the routine task. I'm telling you, just to get a bag of pasta out there back in the day, boy, <laughs> you had to go through. <laughs> Hey, hey, we just go to the grocery store and just pick up a bag of, you know, get, get a bag of pasta. You know, they used to have to go through a whole process. You know, you got to go from scratch all the way to this. That's just the noodle. They ain't even getting the um, uh, tomatoes man. And that to make the sauce to go with it. Yeah. Hey, I said, y'all man. ever heard, I know we at week near the end. Y'all ever heard of uh, this, this, this monk, or oh, they wrote this book called uh, Practicing the Presence of God? Mm-mm. It's about a monk named Brother Lawrence, and when he when he talked about, I'm talking, I'm going back to you, Sharon. When you talking about the routine, he was saying if you try to realize the presence and God and everything. So you know, if you had a monastery, monks have different duties they do. So he was like, even in washing the dishes, mm-hmm. you try to be cognizant of the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, just in the routine things, man. Sometimes we get it's like when we come back out of when we get ready to go back in service, those who are a full back open, we gotta go from being inspiration junkies to be be want to be transformed. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. By now, what we should have been taught is we should be passed to give me another hit. Mm-hmm. Hit me with yeah. it. And I'm not against that. I like to be grown. I like celebratory preaching. I do it from time to time. I'm more of a preacher. Like I can't hoop, right? <laughs> but <laughs> right, but 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 at the end of the day, man, it's like is my life changing in the and am I helping change the life of those around me? So how does it feel, Dominique, to pastor the community that you're actually from? It's actually interesting because I actually have people who knew me before, before I became Christ. Some of them, and some of my classmates, like I have people who I graduated high school with that's in my, and so it is number one is very humbling that people would trust me with their life when you think about it, because I'm preaching to them to cover them, right? It's humbling. It can be, um, I don't want to use the word intimidating, but I I, I, I don't tread lightly with that, right? Mm-hmm. But I also, I look at it as a responsibility because even if people are not in my church, I pass to East Macon, right? I mean, there are other churches in East Macon, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm passed, I'm trying to bring the life-giving word and life-giving services to a place that's sometimes overlooked. So, um, Lil Hood taught like I put the, I put he's making on my back. Me and other pastors as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. Put it on my back. Like, let's go. I'm putting. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go. I can't do it by myself, but let's go. Like, right. I Man, I, like I grew up with your mom. Okay, mm-hmm. what you helped raise me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure you eat. If I, you know what I'm saying? If I mm-hmm. eat, y'all gonna eat. But I also right. need y'all to, you know, let's get up and you can build for yourself, right? So yeah. one of the things I'm working on, uh, y'all, is in Nehemiah too. Right now, that's what my D Man project gonna be sending around. If you notice, Nehemiah goes back to this area. He goes back to this area, Jerusalem, because the wall is down. But eventually he said, look, I can't, this is what God's put in my heart. This is on me. But eventually he tells the people, he has to tell them the truth. This is the condition of where you at. This is, you see, we can't, I can't not the truth. I just, you, your, your walls are down, this and that. Before I get to the end of that, notice this, y'all. Sorry if I'm getting too preachy, but notice no, this. Mean. There are three things that help a community. And I, I don't, I'm, on, I'm sure I'm going to write about this. The word, worship, and the work. When you look at the progression of rebuilding Jerusalem, we, and I'm going to use that to rebuild in urban communities, Zerubbabel came back and built the temple. Ezra came with the word, Nehemiah had to come with the words. So you need mm-hmm. all three for community uplift. So notice, so that's why you see Ezra and Nehemiah together. They both there. Here's the thing. The temple was restored, Ryan and Cheryl, but the walls were down. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have no protection. They're economic. Their systems were down. You know what this tells me? And this is what I never want to do. This is this still answering your question about how I feel. I don't just want you to worship and have a good time on Sunday and your community is still jacked up. Yeah. Right. And that's what we have been doing something for a long time. We have been going to church worshiping, but the community outside was jacked up. And so now I get to the end with Nehemiah's with the with the people told Nehemiah the end of chapter two. You know what they said when they realized this and Nehemiah they said, Come, let us rise up and let us build. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
right? So at the end of the day, I don't want you to depend on Dominique. I want us to depend on each other. Let us all rise up. Let us build and let the Lord strengthen our hands for the work is before us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Hey, I'm telling you. Well, thanks, Dominique, for jumping on the show. Uh, we appreciate it. And if you want to make the next steps of knowing more about Jesus, uh, we'll leave links in the description below. You can also find Dominique's church uh, in the description as well. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Peace. Peace.